You are listening to the podcast for learning the language of A Course in Miracles so you can understand the meaning, embody the message, and live the teachings as a way of life. Welcome to episode six of this podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Jennifer McSween, creator of this podcast and the Course in Miracles practice coach for taking those who are studying the course from inspiration to application. On this week's episode, I'm going to talk about love from the perspective of A Course in Miracles. But first, I'd like to talk about love from the perspective of the world, the way we look at it, define it, and how we experience it. So love from the perspective of the world can be described as the most desired yet complicated, misunderstood, elusive, and oftentimes painful human experience. The, the clearest way to define love based on the way we see and experience it in the world would be to say it's a feeling, a strong, deep, powerful feeling over which we seem to have no control. And that sharing and experiencing love, what we perceive as being loving or giving and receiving love, is done through words, actions, gestures, and displays of affection. It appears that it's the showing or expressing of love in some outward form that symbolizes love most for us. As human beings, we see the outward expressions of love as being as vital to the well-being of a person as oxygen is to the body, something necessary to sustain us literally from the, the cradle to the grave. There, there are studies that show that babies that are not held a lot and cuddled or cooed to suffer developmental delays mentally, emotionally, as well as physically. And it's very common to hear people at the end of life stages describing a life well-lived as one that consisted of acts of kindness or expressions of love, basically showing others that they are loved or the different ways that you let the people you'd, you love know you love them, so to speak. We also believe that there are different kinds of love. And it is almost taken for granted that each kind of love should be expressed differently. We also believe that we can love to different degrees and that different kinds of love hold different levels of importance in our lives. We talk about romantic love as being different from the love we have for our family, uh, which is also different from the love we have for our friends. And there's the love we have for fellow human beings. We also talk about and have love for our pets or animals in general or a love of nature. There's the love we have for certain experiences or works of art or performers and singers, etc. And then there's the big passion or the great passions. The, the love that we have for those things that we create or bring into being in some way, uh, those things that seem to stir our souls. 
So there seems to be an hierarchy in terms of the different kinds of love, the different degrees to which we can love or which we do love, and what we define as love. And this makes love, as we see and experience it in the world, complicated, elusive, and at times quite painful. Uh, a common example is in romantic relationships. Romantic relationships can be defined, it seems as if by nature, they are complicated, elusive, and, and painful in many ways. Complicated because we often have different ideas of what it means to be loving. And when I say we, I'm talking about the two people who would be in a relationship. And so it's not very often that they're on the same page, so to speak, where they, there are times they may feel that one person has a different perspective of what being loving is supposed to be about. And if it's not compatible, then somebody doesn't feel loved. And it's always a question as to you know what degree or what passes as love. And it could get very complicated <laughs> because we don't always express or we aren't always aware of what it is that really symbolizes or makes us feel most loved until you're in the situation and then it gets even more complicated. They can be elusive because, or love can be elusive, can be seen as elusive in a romantic relationship because very often romantic love is associated with that euphoric feeling of being in love. And since this euphoria rarely, rarely, R-A-R-E-L-Y, rarely lasts, if that feeling is what is seen as love, then it would appear as if the love never lasts because that feeling doesn't last. And when it comes to experiencing romantic relationships as painful, a primary reason, it, it may not be the only one, but a primary reason why romantic relationships are experienced as painful is because people often enter into romantic relationships hoping to get or find the love that they think they're lacking in their lives. Now, remember from the perspective of the Course, we will always experience the thoughts and ideas in our mind in the exact manner in which we're looking at them in our minds, the way we're perceiving them. So the perception of lack will always be experienced in some form of pain. And when you enter into a relationship from perspective of lack, you will always experience it in some form of pain. But since this is not the way we see it in the world, since we're looking to the form of the thing as the cause of what we experience, it will appear as if the relationship is the cause. Now, the Course's foundational premise is this. Love is all there is, and love is what we are. This means that we're one with love, and we can never lack love in any way. By the way, just a little aside here. <laughs> the word love appears in the Course 1,452 times, 1,452 times. How's that for doing your research? <laughs> Actually, I just looked it up in my copy of the Concordance of A Course in Miracles. 
And for those of you who don't know, may not be familiar, a concordance is an alphabetical list of keywords in a book or in the works of an author. And it tells you how many times those words appear and lists each line or phrase in which each of these words are used. It's an easy way to, to quickly find or check the accuracy of quotes or passages or do what I did, find a number of times a word appears. Now, what I did do was to literally look up and read each one of the 1,452 listings in which the word love appeared. Now, I'm sharing this with you not to brag about my research skills, but to let you know that in not one of those listings did the course give a clear-cut, straightforward definition of the word love. What the course does do in all those entries, and as it does throughout the text, the workbook, and the manual for teachers, is to describe love in different ways. The closest the course comes to giving a definition of love is in this passage from the introduction to the text, the short form of the introduction. The passage says or includes this. The course does not aim at teaching the meaning of love, for that is beyond what can be taught. It does aim, however, at removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence which is your natural inheritance. The opposite of love is fear, but what is all-encompassing can have no opposite. Now, like everything else in the Course, this passage talks about love in the context of the metaphysical framework within which the Course is written. So from the perspective of the Course, love is an idea. The passage describes this idea as all-encompassing. And when I looked up the meaning of the word all-encompassing, just to make sure I understood <laughs> what, what I was reading, I get words or descriptions such as all-inclusive, all-embracing, extensive, everywhere present, across the board, unified oneness, no exceptions, no conditions. So within the context of the course, we can describe love as the idea of including, embracing, accepting, and letting all things be without exceptions or conditions. The passage also states that the opposite of love is fear. But since love is all-encompassing, as in all there is, there can be nothing that's opposite of it or opposite to it. So therefore, fear does not exist or is not real. I, I seriously considered discussing fear and love in this episode because the Course sees it as the opposite of love and because it says it, can't, it doesn't exist or it, it's not real. But because there is nothing but love, that's the reason why it sees fear as unreal. And so the Course also teaches that the range of human emotions that we experience 
come under the umbrella of one of the only two emotions, which is love or fear. So I will discuss fear in further detail or in detail and what the course means when it says it's not real in the next episode. But what I will say here is that fear is what you experience when you perceive yourself as being separate from love. When you believe that love is something you have to get or that you lack in some way, or that anything other than love or unlike love exists. These are misperceptions, the misperceptions and false beliefs that block the awareness of the truth about love and keep us from experiencing love. They are always experienced in some form of fear. It's the different forms of fear that is being referred to in the passage when it says the Course aims at removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence. You see, the purpose of the Course is to teach us to experience miracles. And a miracle is defined as an experience of love. On a practical level, an experience of love is the feeling of safety, peace, and wholeness. How you experience a miracle, that is, how you have an experience of love, is not by changing conditions or situations that are reflections of the perception of a lack of love, but by changing your perception of yourself as separate from love. In other words, entertaining a perception of yourself as complete, whole, one with all there is, so therefore one with love. Keep in mind that the way we see and experience anything is based on our perception. The way we are interpreting what we see and experience, what we're telling ourselves about it and what it means. In the world, we perceive love as something separate from us, as something outside us. And so we perceive ourselves to be inherently lacking love. And then we feel we need, we feel love is something we need to get from other things and other people, sources outside or other than us. From the perspective of the Course, love is all there is and love is what we are. Not only are we not separate from love, but there is nothing else. So what the Course aims to do is to help us shift our perception of ourselves so that we come to understand and know that we're one with love. Or as the Course puts it in the passage I shared earlier, remove the blocks to the awareness of love's presence. So that's it for today on love. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast for understanding the language of A Course in Miracles. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Subscribe so you don't miss another episode, and please invite your friends to listen. Have a great week, and see you on the podcast next Wednesday.